Welcome once again to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and excited again to share with you some great mindsets, some great skills, some great techniques that you can use into your practice for what we call the best practices. And as always, we're trying to bring you the best people out there who can help you grow your practice. And uh, today is, is no different. Before we get into that, I want to make sure that if you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time whatsoever and you found it valuable for you, make sure you share it with your friends and your colleagues and let them know that we are out there because really our goal is just to help you do more positive things in your practice, be a winner in your business, and really overcome any challenges that you are experiencing in your business or in life right now. And today, we have an expert on the podcast to help you do just that. I've been lucky enough to not only interview Dr. Dressler before, but to hear him speak twice in my life. And he is not only fun, engaging, but he's passionate about what he does. So everybody, please give a big warm welcome to Dr. Keith Dressler. Dr. Dressler, welcome. Thank you, Dino. Thank you. Excited to have you again. I love talking to you every time. You know, I just think that something about you that I don't know if a lot, I'm sure people tell you about this, uh, tell you about you in this manner before. You're just positive. You're like happy. You're, you you know, I, I, I'm sure you hear from your colleagues and I hear it too. Uh, oftentimes you hear, you know, guys who are, it's always a complaint or they just look like they, I call it the Eeyore effect, you know, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, right? It's like right. everything's got to have a negative spin. And I haven't seen that with you, you and your team, by the way, because I got to meet a lot of your team at MKS this last year. Everyone around you is positive or puts a positive spin on something. And I love that about you. So thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Tino. I, I love you and all that you're about and have enjoyed uh, meeting you and becoming, becoming one of your friends. I think if we were like in the same era, we would hang out like just because <laughs> I'd want to be around stuff. So I love it. Um, well, I mean, I'm telling, I'm telling everybody how I feel about you, but tell everybody who you are, where you come from, what you're all about. Well, uh, I'm Dr. Keith Dressler. I'm a practicing orthodontist of 34 and a half years. It'll be 35 years in 2020, so it's pretty wild. Um, wow. I would, I would tell you that um, uh, it's one of the things that, that, uh, that I've always come to know, that you do what you love, you love what you do. Mm. I would tell you, out of these 34 and a half years, I've actually never worked a day in my life. Um, you asked me about positivity and being happy. One of the biggest things that I can share with the, the audience here is um, when I look at hiring a team of people, the first thing I look at is, is just that, personality. I want positive, upbeat people because I feel like that I can train um, techniques. I can train uh, uh, various skill sets, but I can't train somebody to be happy. Um, if they're unhappy, they're unhappy. If they see the glass is half empty, that's just who they are. And one of my main things in, in business is hiring happy people. I, so I look at personality is basically the biggest thing that I hire. And I would give that as a, a little nugget to those people out there. Because you live most of your life in your practice, 
uh, more so than in, in your home and why not make it a positive place? And it's you so true. control over that. Absolutely. Um, I had a mentor years ago who said, I will hire enthusiasm over talent every single day because you can train the talent stuff. Like people can learn that stuff, but enthusiasm, positivity, passion, uh, it's, it's something that it's not innate in everybody. And another mentor of mine used to say, you know, uh, you don't want to be around. And for anybody who's going to be upset by this analogy, I apologize in advance, but you don't want to be around crap magnets, right? right? Because they get crap thrown at them all the time. And the sad thing about crap is it splatters. Right. And so if you're around them, it's going to come to you. And it's so true. So like you said, right, you spend so a majority of your life inside that practice trying to improve other people's lives. So why would you ever hire anybody who just is, refuses which is sad, right? Refuses to right. be positive, refuses to be happy. Uh, I, I find pe- I remember I tell this story every once in a while. The very first person uh, I ever met that I was like, um, does she know that like she's not happy? It was uh, a lady I was walking into an office years ago and it was the director of first impressions or the concierge. A lot of people call him the front desk person. Um, and she was like, just her face looked like she had just sucked on a lemon, the, but not just momentarily, the entire time. And I just, you know, you need to tell your face that you're supposed to be happy because you're not really, uh, it's, it's just surprising to me. So I love that you have that attitude and that belief system. Let me ask you, and this isn't going to be part of our topic today, but let me ask you, obviously you do every once in a while have somebody I'm sure you've had in your 35 years of experience where they put on that happy face at the beginning. They're perfect. Like they come to the interviews and all their stuff. And then you find out kind of quickly that, yeah, that was just a show and they're a negative Nelly or a Debbie Downer. How have you dealt with that? And, and this is really important for me right now. I'm sure it's top of my mind because I'm releasing my next book, Hire and Fire Like a Boss. And a lot of people have this conversation and have this challenge. How, how have you dealt with that in the past? Well, the way I deal with it is, number one, I view myself as the coach, okay, of a Mm -hmm. team. Um, I basically, coach owner, if you will, and when I hire somebody that is not a good fit for our team, I basically blame myself. I don't blame the other person, okay? That's number one. I take responsibility. And, and what I share with the team member that is not a fit is I have a meeting with them and share that it's completely my fault because I'm the one that hired you. And I thought you to be this person and you actually don't fit our team of who we're, we're trying to, to cultivate. And what I'd like to do for you is I still, there is teams out there for you. So I don't believe in damaging um, uh, one's um, self-esteem or or anything like that. And I basically say, hey, how can I help you find a different team to play on? And that's basically how I handle it. I don't let them go immediately. I let them stay for two, three weeks uh, so they can have a paycheck, but I allow them to go interview. I will give them recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't play around with that, meaning I, I, you know, 
there's in, in my practice, there's a 90 day window uh, that they can leave at any time and I can have sure. them um, leave at any time. And you want to make that decision within that first 90 days. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I know I've talked to people before where, you know, with that probation period, right? So important, surprising when people don't have that. And then you do every once in a while have the person who's, you know, like a warranty on a refrigerator. As soon as you hit that 90 days, all of a sudden they're different, right? Right. But I think one of the most important things that you just said, here we are not, you know, just a few minutes into this recording and to this podcast and you said something that I, I think not a lot of people do in their business, which is so crucial, which is they take ownership for their mistake, right? They bl- don't blame them. They blame themselves of really understanding, oh, gosh, I dropped the ball here. Maybe I was in a, in a pinch and I needed to hire somebody quickly. So I hired them too quickly. Or maybe I overlooked this thing. Even though I saw that red flag, I, I let it go. And now it's coming back to, to, you know, to hunt me, if you will. And so I love that you said that. I love also you, you recognize that, you know, sometimes it's okay just to realize that that person is not a fit for you or you're not a fit for them, right? Like I often right. tell people, I, you know, hey, we're just not a fit for what you want. We now understand that you want to be able to come in late. We understand that you want to not adhere to our rules. That's totally okay. Just it's not a fit for us. Like we're not a fit for what you need. So I love that. I'm going to help you find somewhere else where you are a fit. That's great. Well, like I said, that's not our topic for today, but I appreciate you helping us out because your wisdom of over 35 years of information is is amazing. And that's what, that's what we're here for is to give those best practices. We are here to talk about how to grow their practice, how to grow your practice and what those keys are. And you've done something that I think is really remarkable. And, and I'm going to put myself on the spot here for just a second. I got to tell you, Keith, I've had dozens, if not multiple dozens of ideas in my head of, wow, I think I can make this faster or smarter or better. And I just haven't done it. Like, and, and it drives me nuts when I actually have that idea and then cut to two, three years later, all of a sudden I see it on the market. I'm like, dang it, I was going to do that. Yeah. You're, you actually didn't do that. You've done something here pretty remarkable. You saw a need. And on top of being a busy orthodontist with a successful practice, you did the uh, very entrepreneurial thing and said, I'm going to build it and see if people will come. Talk about that journey. And I know this isn't your first time doing this either, by the way. Right. Yeah. No, entrepreneurship is probably another one of my gifts that I've been given by the good Lord up above. And um, uh, this is, uh, I created a company, Rhinogram is the one you're referring to. And the need that was there was the fact that um, patients were beginning to contact my practice in a different manner, meaning communication changed. And it changed from voice communication to text communication, basically, or social media message communication. That's where people are wanting and how people are wanting to communicate with you. So what was occurring in my practice is my staff were getting texts from friends of theirs who were patients in my practice. And all of a sudden, I had clinical assistants rescheduling appointments. I had my appointment coordinator 
giving out clinical recommendations that she knew nothing about, but people were texting her pictures from the dentist office saying, hey, the dentist wants to know, do I need the wisdom teeth out? And, and I have no idea that these communications were going on, mm-hmm. yet I am legally responsible sure. for all of that. Also, I had prided myself all these years of delivering exceptional customer service. And all of a sudden, I was one of the first to have a business Facebook page. And Facebook didn't tell anybody, but they put Messenger on it. And the next thing you know, people are messaging in from everywhere, existing patients, new patients. And I had no idea that they were doing it. And my response time back to them was days, weeks, and months. And I said, it's, that's not exceptional customer service. Also, what occurred in my practice was we had had a text reminder system, appointment reminder system, and folks that we were, that were receiving the reminders were beginning to text back and were upset with us when we realized that it was going to la-la land. There right. was no ability to text back. Right. It was simply a reminder and not a bi-directional communication tool. So I set out to, number one, I, I went into the market and looked. I called all the appointment reminder systems, asked them if they were planning to solve this. Do they have anything on their roadmap? None of them did um, uh, there. And all of a sudden, I wanted to take control, especially from the legal side of it, all the communications that were occurring in my practice. And one of the things I set out to do um, with my staff is I told them, I said, hey, if anybody texts you personally anymore, there's fines that come with this. Um, uh, if, we're, if I'm fined, you're responsible if you're gonna continue to text on your personal cell phone. And I created a policy in my policy manual that they all had to sign and it put the onus on them so that they would stop that behavior. And we created a company that would allow the, the, the patients to do what they want, the practice to do what it needs to do, remain compliant. And then all of the communications are basically in a place that is owned by me, the doctor, um, and is non-editable. So we can go back and review conversations, et cetera, et cetera. And that was the impetus of the creation of Rhinogram. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in there because you did a couple of things. First of all, I love that you have embraced your entrepreneurial journey and the entrepreneurial side of you. I know that, you know, just in life in general, the the collective uh, population, there's about 3% of us that are actually entrepreneurs. And we look at that into the microcosm of orthodontics and dentistry, it's tiny, like people who don't understand the, the journey of an entrepreneur. And it's, it's, it's challenging. So here you are doing this anyway as a doctor and having to run your business, but then you see uh, a challenge. And that challenge is, is that people are responding to you or wanting to reach out to you in their manner, in their way. And instead of you trying to kick against the pricks, right? And actually, no, no, you must do it this way. You saw, ooh, there's an opportunity here. Here is a blue ocean that people aren't swimming to and I need to get over there and do that. 
You mentioned something I thought was interesting, uh, how people would try to text you back when they got that reminder. I literally just did this. I want to say it was last week. I was visiting somewhere and they, they reached out to me to say, hey, I uh, hope your stay is, it was at a hotel. I hope your stay is great. Let us know if we can do anything. So the next morning I had a question. I needed something. I texted back thinking, that's how you, resp- you reached out to me. I text back and I get a direct message back that says, for any questions, please call this number. It's like, well, well, why'd you text me? Why'd you give me a text to tell me that you were here to help me? If you, you could have just texted me then, if I had any questions, reach out to this number. Don't tell me or make me think I can reply back. And that's exactly what people were doing for you. And you went and you found not only a way to solve that problem, but also to make sure it's compliant and it is something that it's not going to get lost in translation because you have other people involved in the, in the situation as well. So then let's narrow down what rhinogram actually does for doctors in a very, is there, is there like kind of an elevator pitch for that? It's a very small way to help people just know, Oh, this is what it does. Yes. Um, well, yes. The first thing we would do is give a practice a HIPAA compliant textable number. They, that so number important. is going to be 99% of the time, the same exact number as their voice number. So very simply and easily, they can begin marketing, text or call this number. And you can begin educating. In my practice, we have a simple uh, card that we hand out to every one of our existing patients and new patients that come in, um, uh, save yourself a visit. And on the back of that card Mm. is all the things that they can text or take a picture of and send it in to us. Ah. from having to come into my practice and it not only does them a favor and saves them a lot of time, effort, energy, money, off of work, off of school, of course. All of that. But from my practice standpoint, every time that happens, it'll save my practice 30 to $50 because that's what it is. The hard cost of somebody walking through your door. So number first and foremost, we, we at Rhinogram give you, this HIPAA compliant number, because again, I would tell you, patients want convenience, providers need compliance, and we provide both of those. So that's uh, great uh, to a practice. I love that you're you're taking that opportunity right away to educate people on how to interact with you. You know, people treat us the way that we we allow them to treat us, and the way we teach them to treat us, and that you're giving them the card right away. Save yourself an appointment. Everybody, that's going to be a, a, a stopper right there because everybody wants to not have to come in and see you. I know that's hard for some doctors to, to hear, but nobody wants to see you. Nobody wants to come in except for their own desires, right? To make sure their teeth get done. And so if you're saving them a visit and then you're telling them, hey, oh, here's all the things that you never have to come and see us again for, or that we can shorten your visit or we can uh, cut down the path to actually getting you what you want. That's awesome. It's fascinating how many people don't train people how to treat them. And you did just that. And then on the other side, the compliance side of things to make sure the doctors know that, hey, they're covered, they're okay, HIPAA compliant. That's awesome. And you had mentioned before, and I'm going to kind of cut corners here for a moment. You literally have a process to where you can do almost an entire first appointment, an exam 
with people through texting. Right. That's, that's huge. And now I know there's doctors right now that go, well, I, they got to come in and see me and I got to do my treatment plan. So tell them in a really kind of bite-sized chunk, what is it that I can do with you? I say I'm a patient that I can do before I even come in and see you and get the treatment from you. Well, the, first of all, I think doctors must realize the number one question patients want answered is how much is it going to cost? Yes. Okay. That's, that's number one. When you go to text, that's going to be your number one question. Hey, I'm looking for braces. How much is it going to cost? Do you do Invisalign? How much is it going to cost? Do you have pay arrangements, et cetera, et cetera. They want all of those questions answered, but the number one is, is, is it affordable to me? And right. if so, I want it now. Right. right. I mean, uh, that, that's basically what, what it is. So on my particular website, we have um, a free online smile assessment with a quote. So what we have them do is because the quote is what gets them, you know, sure. that's what they're wanting, wanting to know. So we very simply have them selfie me in three pictures of their teeth, selfie me the front and back of the insurance card, and we walk them step by step how to do it. And in over 90 plus percent, we'll be able to give them a quote, which is what they want, and, and what type of treatment they are going to have. I'm not going to get into, am I pulling teeth, not pulling teeth, uh, this sort of thing. Um, but I am going to be able to determine by seeing pictures, is it one or two teeth in my moving, or is this a 24-month case where... I've, I've got things that um, uh, I'm going to have to extract teeth and, and it's going to be a much more difficult, longer case, which obviously is going to be a higher quote. So I just want to interrupt you right there because I could just hear the doctors saying, well, you mean you're going to let them take the pictures? Like, how can you tell off those pictures? Man, kids these days, they're amazing at selfies. And if you tell them what to do and how to, and by the way, cameras nowadays probably the camera that kid, those teenagers have in their hands right now are better than the cameras you have in your office. Right. Those cell phone cameras are amazing. So you're getting high quality pictures. You're getting to be able to see the big picture of what you think you can give to them in order to give them a quote, which again, I just want to emphasize that there's not a single mother out there who doesn't know a range of how much braces are going to cost. Because the first thing they did when their dentist said they need to get braces or they were thinking about getting braces, so they went to Facebook and to their mom's group and said, hey, little Johnny has to get braces. How much did you spend on braces? And so they have a range. So they're already starting off with that. And you're just giving them now a little more narrowed focus. That's right. And I would think most orthodontists would tell you as well that versus when I started 35 years ago, there were not that many shoppers. If any, they were referred by the dentist. That's right. Now, now most folks are going to see uh, two, three, four orthodontists before they make a decision. Yep. Well, I've, I've enabled them to see me virtually, if you will, through an online process, and they can make their decision very quickly and easily. Once they start texting you pictures and know that they can communicate with you in this form, and I have not made them come in for me to tell them what they really wanted to know that I could tell them virtually, they're coming to me. They're not going to anybody else. 
Yes. Uh, and the other thing I was going to uh, share with the docs out there is that it does not preclude me from doing the physical exam. That is going to happen, except what's going to happen is all of these things, the sort of cursory exam, the pay arrangements, we're going to um, text them a link to health history. All of that's going to be done. We're going to set up pay arrangements before they walk in the door. The difference is once they walk in the door in my practice, we take the child back, we do the x-rays, we do the real exam. If there's anything unusual at that time, we discuss it with the parent. For instance, I've had supernumerary teeth come up that I couldn't see. Well, it didn't change anything. We put the braces on. We did not put the wires in. What it changed was we had a referral to the oral surgeon to remove the teeth before we put the wires in. We've had um, foreshortened roots. We've had people with periodontal regions of their mouth with, that are compromised. And what it does, it allows you, the doctor, to be able to explain the risk and limitations to that patient before you truly decide to begin, even though all of the other stuff has been taken care of on the front end. So again, what, what would you say? Appreciate that. Well, yeah, absolutely they do. Be, well, there's so much here. Okay. So you're saving time, not having people looky lose just coming into your office, eating your cookies, uh, or the five kids that they bring with them eating your cookies. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 that the visit cost of that first visit, you're saving time and money there because if they're coming in through that, they're already bought in. Sure, there might be a few things that we have to talk about because stuff that you didn't see, like the supernumerary and things like that. But for the most part, they're already walking in, ready to go. What would you say, time-wise, it saves you going through this process? Oh, I would say literally hours. Because think about this. Think about the folks that I'm going to talk about those that don't accept treatment, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, when they're behind the test texting or messaging mask, they are very truthful. They will tell you, oh, I didn't ah. expect it to cost this much. I can't afford this, or I'm going to need to wait two years to save, or whatever the case may be. And in the office, if it's face-to-face, -face, and they're with your TC, and they're saying to your treatment coordinator or financial coordinator, hey, I need to go home and discuss it and begin to make excuses. You then, never hear from them again. Yeah, you never hear from them, but the time that the TC or financial That's coordinator right. spends trying to follow up with these people is enormous. Yeah. And they're not, they're, they're not getting anywhere. You yeah. eliminate that from your practice. It's just totally eliminated. I love that because now they are coming in ready to go. Like you said, those excuses. I love. I, I haven't really thought about that before, but we all are more honest when we're behind the keyboard because right. we don't have to look that person in the eyes so, or behind the keyboard or the text, right? So they're okay. telling you straight up either what their objections are, what their concerns are, and you're weeding through them. I love that. I think that that's really, really smart. So now you've saved all this time, which of course is money. And I'm assuming then that the people that come into your office through the texting process, they already understand about price. You don't have to overcome that objection. They are probably understand a few more things that you've been able to throw in there. 
So your closing ratio for people walking into your office has got to be enormous. Oh, yeah. The, those that come in through text that have gone through the whole process, set up pay arrangements, set up their initial exam, and, and I call it a, same, a planned same-day start. So if it's braces, it's braces. If it's a scan, it's scanned. There, there's, we're, we're closing at 100%. These people are already, because most of the time we've actually even collected their down payment before, before they, they even walk in, before they even walk in. So they've oh made a financial commitment. Yeah. All right. So do you have any specific numbers we can talk about? Let's just talk about last month. Let's talk, cause I know there's doctors and we're like, yeah, sure. You get one out of 20. Okay. Whatever. Let's talk about last month. How is the, here we are, we're in November. We're close to the end of the year. You don't have a full, full month because most people are heading out, out, out of town in a couple of days for Thanksgiving. Let's talk about your month last month. And if you don't want to give out specific numbers, it's fine, but let's do percentages. Whatever you want to give out, it's totally up to you. But I want these doctors to hear what an average month is in the life of Dr. Dressler. Well, what I would tell you, first of all, this month's probably not a good month to pick because I did have hip surgery, but I'll give you sort of an average month. <laughs> Wait, you still have so to be I, present in your office to work? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> I, I, honest to goodness, I'm laying in the hospital bed the day of surgery, that, that afternoon after surgery, and I did three virtual exams that it texted him. As you're in the hospital bed? And I'm in the hospital bed. <laughs> Yes. So, <laughs> so roughly, I, I would tell you that, that I probably do between 20 and 25 virtual exams a month. Okay. Wow. And those are people that want to do this, but you've got to realize that I've been doing it three and a half years. I'm yeah. pretty much known in my community and separated myself out from everybody else so as powerful. the virtual orthodontist. Love it. So it's another way of separating yourself. I'm yep. also able to compete with the DIY companies and yep. the direct-to-consumer companies because I've become one of them, if you will. Yeah. But as an individual practitioner who you get a real doctor, board-certified person. So out of the 25 um, uh, there, five of them probably will never have treatment ever. Okay, this is just on average. Sure. Um, we'll probably start between 10 and 12 a month. And the others will start in the future because either, you know, payments weren't what they thought. They were waiting on the insurance. There was some reason that they wanted to wait, but they do text back. It's and the other thing that's cool about once you have them in your system, so to speak, or in yep. Rhinogram, we have a place for the follow-ups of these folks yep. that if they said, hey, I needed to wait six months to get insurance. Well, we have them on our, on our calendar, six months. We text them back, follow hey, up in six checking months. in on you. Have you gotten your insurance? Oh yeah, I have, thanks for texting. Let's go ahead and set up an appointment. And so it's, it's real simple because you are now yep. in their pocket. And you're, you they're already used to having a conversation back and forth to texting with you. Uh, unlike if it's just an a, a appointment reminder, they're just seeing that as a appointment reminder. This is where you've had conversation back and forth. So uh, you, you've gained that trust. You've gained that connection. That's pretty 
freaking awesome. That's on top of just normal business, by the way. A couple of things. I love that you said this, that you separated yourself as the virtual doctor, right? People know that. That's a great marketing piece, number one. And number two, look, if somebody is, is reaching out to you, knowing you're the virtual doctor, knowing this is the way it goes, they just get used. Oh, yeah, this is the way this doctor does stuff. And they get used to it. And that's totally okay, meaning that it's something they expect. And that's very powerful because now you're overcoming those objections. If mom, if, if I'm at a, uh, at a book club, right? And mom says, hey, I'm thinking about getting braces. You go, oh, you got to go to my virtual doctor. This is what he does. And they explain it for you. They do the marketing for you. And then I'm going up there. I'm already expecting this stuff. You are different than the other guys out there. That's awesome. No, it is. And it exa- that's exactly what's happened. I mean, believe it or not, I've had a, uh, a 28-year-old female in aligners. She runs into a high school classmate of hers at the grocery store. Uh, she said, oh, I see you got aligners. I was thinking about using, you know, one of the, the uh, direct-to-consumer companies. Is that who you did it? No, I did it through Dr. Dressel. As a matter of fact, let me give you his contact information now go ahead and text him. And she texted me from the grocery store that she wanted to do a virtual exam. And uh, just like her, her, her high school classmate. That is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. So one of the things you did too, that I think is really important for people to understand, and I'm going to, I might upset a few people by saying this, but you know, we tend to whine quite a bit right? We whine when here we have these, like you said, the director consumer companies out there. It's like, oh, but they don't have this and they're not really having a real doctor go through it. And it's, these are all the reasons why it's wrong, right? We whine about the problem, expecting the problem to change with our whining instead of doing what you did. And this is what I think is so cool about you. You saw a problem and you said just a moment ago, now you are one of them. You're a director consumer pro, uh, uh, company done right, and that's the key, dot, 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 ellipsis done right, right? You, have, you saw the problem that was out there. You heard the complaints. You might've even been that person, what? No, they can't do this on their own, putting a little bit of goop in their mouth and then getting it you know, with no doctor approval or no doctor uh, over oversight. Oh, wait a minute. I can actually make that happen. We can actually create this. So I love that. And I love that, um, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think about virtual exams, they think about that, like the, the director consumer thing. This is a whole nother level. This is allowing patients to receive treatment the way they want to receive it, um, interact with you. I should say, maybe not treatment, but interact with you the way that they want to. You got millennials, you got millennial moms nowadays who they're your big target right now that are having their seven and, and eight and 10 year olds coming up there. Um, that you are delivering in a way that they are willing to receive it. And because of that convenience, because we all pay for convenience, because of the opportunity that's in front of them, they're willing to pay for it. And price now doesn't become a major objection because, oh, I'm getting the convenience of it. That's easier. Listen, I personally would rather get, get a pair of, a pair, get, a, get, get six pack abs <laughs> yeah. by some guy who could tell me how to do it virtually and only have to see him twice a month as opposed to having to go to the gym every single day. I definitely would. I'd pay more for that every single day. Yeah. This is what you're doing. You're delivering it in a very powerful way. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. As you're growing your business, you know, we talk about being an entrepreneur. We talk about uh, the challenges that are there. Every, every business has challenges. Every business out there, I believe every business has the same challenges just at different times. 
what's a big challenge you're facing right now in your business, whether it be in your practice or in your business with Rhinogram? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is we're in a hybrid state in my practice. Let me talk about my practice first, because you still have um, what I would call your traditional consumer mm-hmm. who yeah, sure. wants to come in and you do it the traditional way. Uh, and then you've got the millennials that are just coming in and, and I liken it. I, I really believe we're at about a 50, 50 point in time. So what ends up occurring is you have to um, create processes around various things that you didn't have processes around before, meaning sure. we're, we're developing virtual processes, meaning how do we deal virtually with things and um, because we're one of the first to ever do it, we're sort of inventing the wheel yeah. uh, of what it is. So you go through some trial and error, but the great news for what I would call Rhinogram users, a lot of this has been done for you by me <laughs> in that, that we give you templated responses. We give you all the processes as we know them to be the best today. Yes, they will continue to evolve they'll continue to change, but at least you're not having to do it all. Not to make it up on your own. Yeah, sure. You've got the playbook. You've given people the playbook. I love that you had mentioned before that you, uh, like you said, the templated responses so that you know that your team members aren't just making stuff up or saying stuff that's not correct, that it's all templated. So it's number one compliant, but number two, everybody's on the same page. So that, so is the challenge the merging of those two worlds then? It is, and, and, it, and it's, um, but I, I see it becoming easier and easier and easier as time goes on because, again, the millennial world will dominate in five to eight years from now, yeah. and, and everything will go virtual, or I won't say it'll never be everything. That's not a, a right way of saying it, but the vast, vast majority is going to be virtual versus traditional, where right now it's traditional. And what what orthodontists need to understand, again, the bigger challenges that are coming down the pike is how you acquire your new patient population. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's going to be your biggest challenge. Again, right now, you may not feel it as much because you still have a lot of traditional acquisition going on. But down the road, it's you better know how to digitally advertise. You better know how to go direct to consumer because and have an easy way for that consumer to do business with you. If you don't, then it'll just you're going to fall further, further behind. And I guess if you're a complainer, you're going to complain a lot Yeah, <laughs> at that point. Well, as an entrepreneur, client acquisition, patient acquisition in your guys' case is is crucial to understand how to do that. And it has to, it is changing rapidly and uh, you need to be on the forefront of it. I believe in life and in business that we are either, we either choose to change or we will be compelled to change. And you don't want to be the people that are, are being compelled five, 10 years from now. I think the traditional ways of doing business, I've said it many times on this podcast and my events, is that um, the referral-based business is going to be crucial when it comes to referral from patients 
but is going to be a thing of the past when it comes to dentists because right. they are going to more and more use things like Invisalign for themselves or they're going to go find a, an associate who is drowning in debt and just gets out of school and says, hey, well, so I can hire you for 180, 200K a year and keep all that money in here instead of referring it out to my, uh, to my doctor friend. Yeah, that is smart business, by the way. It's not that there's anything wrong. It's, it's smart business. Um, and as business owners, you've got to figure out ways how to separate yourself from the crowd and be a leader in your industry. And this is one way to do it. Um, when it comes to what you see as a challenge out there, you talk to a lot of doctors, you speak a lot. Is, are there any main challenges and, and problems that you see with doctors that you have been able to solve or Rhinogram is able to solve? Or even if Rhinogram or yourself hasn't been able to solve it, you see a solution for it? Well, yeah, again, I, I would just say it, the, the biggest problem I would think with, with docs, and I, again, I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, but it's their willingness to change and mm. willingness to adopt and understand where the market's headed and, and make that commitment to the change. So it, it, that's probably the biggest thing. I think um, we have a, uh, an orthodontist, Dr. George Soros, I uh, do not know him, do not have any affiliation with him, but he sought us out because his practice was in decline. And he has two offices in Ohio. And it's one of the examples I gave at my lecture at MKS. And I, I basically said, um, he came to us with the problem of, hey, I'm not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And he's been in practice a while. He needed to be able, his market was becoming more and more saturated. He needed to figure a way to separate himself out. And we implemented Rhinogram, taught him how to digitally market along with that so he could separate himself out. And his practice grew 25% in the first four months of implementation. So wow. um, that gives you some idea. And he's one of our largest advocates, you can feel free to any listener, call his practice, uh, ask him about it. Uh, he, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to, to tell you. His biggest concern four months later was he was growing at a pace that he didn't know if his facilities and mm. his staff members could handle. Because That's a good problem to have. Uh, it was a great problem to have versus the other, other way. Well, listen, I hope that everybody on here at least reaches out. I, I've talked about Rhinogram ever since I first uh, came to understand it, probably about six months ago, just as a concept, an idea, and a short conversation we were able to have. And I know that I, for one, have talked to many uh, practices. It's been like, have you, have you looked at Rhinogram? For, oh, I think that you know our system kind of does something like this. I'm like, I don't think it does. I think a lot of people out there might be um, – miss uh understanding maybe what their software does because it's more of a uh even if it is a two-way tax text it's not hipaa compliant or it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that help you make your life easier the way that rhinogram does and by the way i'm not i mean this isn't a paid endorsement for a rhinogram right i wanted you on my podcast because 
the whole point of the podcast is to create uh, situations where people can understand the best practices and gain the best practices to help their, their business grow. It doesn't matter what the industry is, by the way. I, we have uh, orthodontists and chiropractors and dentists listening to this podcast. I see you as someone who saw a problem didn't get stuck and it's very easy 30 years 30 plus years into a business to go eh, you know why add one more thing to my list and and you know what eh, i don't want to do it i'm doing fine but saw an opportunity created that entrepreneurial spirit again inside of you and said i want to create this and so i felt like having someone like yourself on this podcast can help someone out there and, and even if it helps one person so my plea to everybody listen to this is reach out to uh, Dr. Dressler with Rhinogram and see if it's a fit for you. How can they do that, by the way? What's the best way to reach out to you? Well, if they're looking for Rhinogram, by the way, Rhinogram's in all of healthcare. I come from a medical background. Really? Yes. It's, we have 26 different specialties using Rhinogram today. We do have chiropractic offices. That's awesome. Uh, we've got OBGYN offices. We've got, oh, we've sweet. got, pediatric physician offices, you name it, they're using it. And um, it was built for all of healthcare. Obviously, I have a passion for orthodontics. So and um, uh, uh, I brought it to the orthodontic world because I really felt like it solves lots of problems that we have, but also as a direct way for individual orthodontists to be able to compete with the direct-to-consumer companies. Um, uh, so it, it's all it. the above and you mentioned bells and whistles and things and, and that is true. We're, we're much more than a bi-directional texting platform. Yes. We're, we're a true telehealth platform. We have consent management. We've got connected parties. We've got all the legal things that are required, how you store, how you log in, how you do all the things that you're required to do. And we have um, uh, smart routing of messages because when you basically replace voice with text conversation, you then can move messages throughout the organization. So if it's, if it's something about insurance, you can can assign that to the insurance department. Oh, if wow. Something about um, clinical, you know, pictures are coming in. You assign that to a clinical team to respond. So it's not just one-on-one -on -one response from um, one person who might answer a voice call. You, you, you move it. And the other beautiful thing is lots of people are seeing these messages at the same time. So contextually through the practice, everybody knows what's going on with Dino Watt, let's say, who right. texted in about X, Y, or Z. Right. So it's really, really cool. All so in it's like a it's really like cool. a office management system in included inside the program. That's correct. That's pretty awesome. Wow. See, just more and more. If we, I, we don't have enough time to go through all the stuff that's there. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I could talk to you seriously for another hour because I just think if there's one thing I hope that people just think about over and over again is how can I 
be on ahead of the wave of what's happening and, and be able to kind of think ahead and be willing to try things out. Look, I am sure if we were to have more time, we could talk about all of the amazing failures that happened when you were first launching Renogram and the lessons you had to learn and the learning curve that you've gotten through so other people don't have to worry about that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is you are, you have gotten through it, you are here. And, and that's pretty awesome. We are at a stage in the show where I like to ask some rapid fire questions uh, just to get your perspective on things. Uh, are you willing to play? Yes, sir. Awesome. So the first thing I want to know from you is um, what's the number one thing that you wish they would have taught you back in school? Well, it's the business of orthodontics. You know, you, you have no idea coming out of school how to hire, what to do, uh, loans, um, money. I mean, you know, I, I remember going, getting out of school and walking into a bank thinking that, hey, I'm starting my own practice. I need $250,000 back then uh, to start asking for a loan. And they're asking me for all these things. And I had no idea. I thought, I didn't know I just couldn't go in there and them <laughs> lend me the hey, money. Hey, I graduated. Come on, here's my diploma. Give yeah, me the that's money. Right. And hey, I'm, I'm wanting to start. And But there's lots of business things. Then they, and I was single at the time, and um, they wanted to me to get life insurance. I go, why do I need life insurance if I die? They go, because I'm lending you the money. That's yeah. right. All the, all the business things that I had no idea about. You don't, you have no idea how to hire quote, the right people yeah. early on. You, you learn through experience and hard knocks. And if you could shorten that curve, I think the better off you would be. So uh, I think that's probably the number one thing we hear from people is like, I wish they would have taught us how to run a business. So true. Right. Is there a, a book that you believe every private practice owner should be reading? I do. Uh, there's a book that is, it's amazing to me. I think it, it opens up a lot of perspective. It's called Play Bigger by Al Ramadan. I don't know if you ever heard of, mm. heard of this book, but it's, um, they have a little subtitle. It's how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets. And what it would begin to open your mind to is the thought process of, hey, it, it goes over, let's say like an Uber. You know, there's cab companies delivering rides all over the United States. Right. But how do, you, how do you think about Uber becoming Uber and competing and changing the whole landscape of how people get rides? So right. when you think about it, yes, there's orthodontics being done all over the country by all kinds of folks. What it will do is open up your mind to think differently about how can I differentiate myself, create a different category for myself, and dominate that category. So, play um, bigger. Yeah, play, play bigger. By Al Ramadan, R A M A D A N. It's actually they've got three writers: Dave Peterson and 
I can't think of the third author. Well, we'll we'll put a link to the book uh, in the show notes to make sure people can click on that and go that. But that's great. I love good books and I love books that make you think differently. By the way, um, I don't know if we ever said, how can listeners reach out to you? Oh, uh, to me, the orthodontist, feel free to do that. They can call me on my personal cell. It's 423-505-7712. Or they can email me at D as in dog, R as in rake, D as in dog, at rhinogram.com. If they're interested in being a Rhinogram customer, they can go to rhinogram.com, and there are plenty of ways that you can connect with one of our uh, sales associates or, or even um, a demo associate to help you um, uh, through whatever your questions uh, and just, have. Just to be clear for everybody, it's rhino like the animal rhino, R-H-I-N-O gram. R-H-I-N-O gram. dot com. Right. Awesome. Okay. Um, what is the best advice that you feel like you've ever received in life or in business? I would say do what you love and love what you do. Um, uh, as I mentioned at the very top yeah. of the podcast is um, I feel like I've never, ever worked a day in my life. That's I'm awesome. Doing, every day of my life, I've done what I've wanted to do, love to do. And that, incre- that includes creating businesses and my entrepreneurial side of me. And I feel very, very fortunate and blessed that, the orthodon the specialty of orthodontics has given me the time um, uh, to be able to do other parts of my personality or brain type that that um, allow me to be the happiest I can be. So that's, that's what awesome. I, I would tell you. I love it. I love it, man, uh, Doctor Dressler. I just love everything that you're about. I love that you were able to give us some of your time here today and share your message with those that are listening and. Um, I, I wish nothing but the most success for you because I think that you are doing it right. And I appreciate it. I know everybody listening appreciates it too. Thank you so much for your time here today. Well, thank you, Dino, for having me. And again, I love your company and more than happy to come on anytime you want to ask me. Yeah, we might have to do a part two. Yeah. Well, everybody that is out there in, in podcast land, thank you again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We know uh, our goal here is to hope that you will be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. And please, again, share this with your friends and family members. Please reach out to Dr. Dressler. See if Rhinogram is a good fit for you and your practice. I love that he was able to end uh, closer to the end here saying that it's not just for orthodontists, it's for all medical practices. So if you have a medical practice or a business that you think can use this, please reach out to them. Other than that, we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. See you next time. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPreneur podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.